Welcome to the Pastor Brent Van Hook podcast. These podcasts are brought to you by Shepherd's Fold Ministries, ministering to ministers. Today we have a new segment that we're introducing for our podcast. It's called Thank You, Pastor. And from time to time, we'll air this type of segment for you. We're going to talk about times in which you experience God in a very special way through a pastor. So if you have stories that you'd be interested in sharing through this podcast, I encourage you to email me at brent, B-R-E-N-T, at shepherdsfoldministries.com. Email me your story ideas, and we'll see if we can work that into a segment of Thank You, Pastor. Today, we're welcoming Rick Underwood. Rick, at one time in his life, a very low day in his life, had a a wreck with his car, and there had been a fatality. He was so shocked and impacted by the horrific events that took place during that wreck that that evening he was uh, with his family in a very loving environment, and despite being in a loving environment, couldn't move, was in shock, didn't want to speak to anyone, and then his pastor from his youth called and with just a few words brought some encouragement to him. I know you're going to enjoy this story. As you hear this story, Rick will refer to Treveca. Treveca is Treveca Nazarene University, located in Nashville, Tennessee. And so as you hear this story, may you be inspired most of all by how God works through pastors to impact people's lives. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to this podcast. This is Brent Van Hook. I'm excited today to bring to you Rick Underwood. Rick, I want to thank you for being part of this podcast today. Thank you so much. Thanks for the opportunity. Well, we're glad you're here, and we're going to get to a story that you have that I believe is going to impact many hearts as we think about the the importance of ministry Mm. and how God works through his ministers to do what only God can do. So as we tell this story, as you tell this story today, God will get all the glory. Absolutely. However, I think it'd be nice to say he works through obedient servants uh, like uh, like Gene Williams, and we're going to talk about him. Let's begin with you. Can you tell us a little bit about you and introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. Thank you very much. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm the director of the Center for Pastoral Health at Treveca. I work with pastors and encouraging them and counseling and also preparation for ordination. Uh, I'm married. We have three adult children and five grandchildren, one on the way, and been at Treveca for 26 years in different roles. Been in ministry. My wife and I were youth ministers, college pastors, and then about 12 years ago, I uh, finished my doctorate and working in the counseling, counseling ministry. So your ministry continues today, and I thank you for that. And anyone who is able to contribute to the lives of ministers and advance God's kingdom, boy, I'm on their side. So we all applaud what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for your important work. I'd like to also, before we get into a story about how a pastor impacted your life, I'd like to introduce to our listeners who this pastor was. It happens to be a great mentor and friend of mine, Gene Williams who is now um, in heaven, but he had a tremendous impact on your life. For our listeners, those who may not know who Gene Williams was, tell us a little bit about him. Oh, wow. Uh, Brother Williams uh, had probably the most impact on my life as well as my grandfather and my dad. Hmm. 
Uh, Brother Williams was my pastor, very formative age, from I was six years old to 16. So, you know, those growing up years, his influence in in my life, uh, Pastor Williams was and continued, as we'll talk about, into my life as a mentor uh, as well. Also, he was just that pastor for me that that exemplified love, uh, respect, accountability, Mm -hmm. and uh, encouragement. Mm-hmm. Those, you know, I was able to be in their home so many weekends and and uh, I played Little League baseball with his sons and high school football mm-hmm. uh, with his sons. And so we kind of did life. And, and Brother Williams was so impactful to my entire family. So he is he's what I and even now some of us that, you know, grew up in Princeton, Florida is where he was my pastor at just had a tremendous impact on my life. Describe him a little bit. Tell us about his voice, <laughs> the tone of his voice. Yeah. Uh, I remember a great smile. Tell, oh. describe his characteristics oh, to our listeners. You know, he had that he had that low baritone voice that was just was just unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, his ministry. He came to be a pastor at Princeton when he was twenty eight years old, if I've got that right. Mm-hmm. And he was excited to be there. He took a church with a personality of, of his and his willingness to be involved and get involved in the lives of the, of the congregation. If that mm-hmm. was carpenters, he would show up at work. If it was farmers, which was my family, he would, he would spend some time. Right. I, I remember, you know, critical times working on the farm and, and uh, some weather issues, cold weather uh, freezes that he would be there working with us into the night. And so his personality, his voice, his athletic ability, he was a great softball player. He was a former high school football coach. So, you know, he was just a a connecting person to all areas. If that was doctors, lawyers, or people that worked on the farm, he was, uh, he was close and made himself known to those. I think you've done a great job describing him. That is him. What a people person. He loved all of us, regardless of, of uh, the different areas, ages of a, of a person's life or mm-hmm. what they did. Uh, you've described him well. What a great pastor. I would imagine our listeners can picture someone in their lives, sure. uh, uh, in their history, who have been a pastor like that, that just really defined the word pastor in a way where you just sense God touching you through a shepherd. <laughs> right. Sure. Okay. I'd like for you to tell us a story. Just just walk through what I believe, if I understand, is one of the most important stories of your life of a point in which God touched you through a pastor. Sure. Absolutely. So uh, walk us through that, Rick. Well, as I said, he was my pastor from the age of 6 to 16. It was a traumatic day when he resigned our church, and we felt we were losing a family member. And so at 16, I just knew how sad my family was and how brokenhearted I was to be losing uh, life childhood friends for his children, his boys, and and daughter to be moving. Um, But I stayed in touch with Brother Williams you know, whenever I could, he would he would speak at Treveca for revivals when I was a student at Treveca. And I would always try to get a few minutes with him 
to reminisce. And at that time in my college experience was needed his encouragement, needed his, uh, his touch. So, you know, I, I've told and told everyone, you know, that the revival speaker is my pastor. And so I stayed sort of in touch with him. But as life goes on, uh, we weren't as in touch as much. I went on, got married at Treveca, went into farming, which was my family, and then uh, some changes, finished my education uh, and my bachelor degree, and went into criminal justice work. So my wife and I were, we were doing youth ministry also when I was in criminal investigations. At 26 years old, there's a lot to this story. There's a lot of back page of this story that I won't go into, but it was, a, it was a time in our life where finances were tough, uh, work was hard. We were a young family trying to make a living and, and serve the church. Great pastors there, great still church there at Princeton in, uh, in Florida. But at 26 years old, on a Friday afternoon, I left work in South Florida. It, it was uh, pouring down rain, and I was on a familiar backcountry road that I had learned to drive on. So it was a familiar place. And um, a car uh, ran the stop sign in front of me. And I hit that car with full force of the truck that I was driving. They ran the stop sign. I hit them. Uh, It was a traumatic experience for me as I I held uh, the, the young wife of a, of a man that was on vacation, and I held, I held on to him and to her as basically she passed away in my arms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was taken to one hospital. I was taken to another. I had superficial injuries, and I didn't know for sure. They wouldn't tell me there at the accident scene, but I had a pretty good feeling that she was uh, you know, critically injured, and later that afternoon at the hospital the law enforcement came and being in law enforcement or being in criminal investigations myself I was aware of the procedure and they explained to me what happened and they impounded my truck those kind of things and I had superficial injuries went home my at that time I had my mom and my dad still and and they tried to comfort me they tried to to tell me and my dad walked through the incident the accident with me he was he came to the accident scene so he saw where my truck was where their car was and so he was trying his best to comfort me that I was not at fault uh, my wife did a tremendous job of trying to 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 comfort me and to take care of my injuries and there was a time as I know now as a psychologist that and I could diagnosed myself at that time it was a sense of shock Mm -hmm. it was a it was a sense of uh uh, just disbelief to be involved in an accident even though i i knew that it that there was fault that wasn't mine it was still the the action that i had been involved in Mm -hmm. and um the phone you know our pastor called friends called uh my brother my sister called and I, I just couldn't talk to anyone. And the phone kept ringing, and, and my wife would answer it, and she would just say, you know, Rick can't talk right now. And I remember just sitting in my chair in my living room, and I just wanted to 
fold myself into that chair and not be touched even. Uh, I asked, I just, I was just in a sense of shock. Um, later on that evening, it was probably after 9 or 9.30, a phone rang, and my wife answered the phone, and, and she talked for just a minute, and I said, no, I can't talk to anybody else. And she said, this is a, this is a call you need to take. Uh, and on the other end of that phone was that, was that baritone voice we talked about. And I'll never forget the words that he said. He said, Rick, I understand that we've had a bad day. And it was his voice. It was his concern of years of investing into me that that was the word. And we understand our theology and we understand. And I believe it was God's work. God's word through his servant, as you said earlier, that was speaking into my heart through Brother Williams as he said, I understand we've had a bad day. Hmm. And, you know, I know that we talk more. Mm -hmm. I know that we did. Mm -hmm. um, I cannot tell you the rest of that conversation. Mm -hmm. right. it, it was a, a joining that he was able to do with me to minister to me with that one sentence. Mm -hmm. And it was that God was saying, I'm here. You're not alone. And I'll see you through this. I was able to, to share that with him years later, probably, oh, 20 years later. We were both at a, a district. We were at an event where he was speaking, and, and uh, I was able to go and represent the university at that time and and we had lunch and uh i told him that story and he recalled and then in his way it was a as we any of us that know him know that oh rick i was just you know he deflected from himself right yeah uh -huh. he deflected rick that was god that yeah. was god speaking uh, I was just his boy. I was just I was just doing what God wanted me to do, and and that was a humbleness that um, I try to emulate, and try to to understand that what we do is God working through us, and it certainly worked through him. That's just one, but there's plenty of of opportunity, and I believe if I've looked back at it to know that his words that were so meaningful me meaningful to me at a time that was so critical was made possible by him living life with us. Hmm. He lived life with us. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was his, God certainly spoke through him that day and so many other times. I mean, that was a traumatic moment. The fact that God was there to you when you just about couldn't move, right. you were in such shock. Yeah and couldn't be touched mm -hmm. that what broke through was the words of uh i'm going to say a shepherd sure <laughs> sure uh or pastor sure gene williams would refer to himself as pastor yeah. uh he would i remember in some of our situ uh, situations together where we were in ministry together he would call people and say this is pastor mm -hmm. um so he was that for you absolutely 
I'm convinced that pastors, that God does more through them than they realize. Absolutely. So I would imagine that even for Pastor Gene, mm-hmm. that was, uh, I, I think he was very genuine when he told you years later, well, that, w- that would have been God then that worked through me right. to, to, ch- to touch your life. Right. Thank you for that wonderful story. Thank you for sharing that story. I know there have been times when you've been able to share that and how it's impacted people, and now you've allowed that to be part of the podcast that we're doing, and I want to thank you for that. Uh, thank you Rick. so much. Let's, uh, our, our listeners, let's just, as uh, someone hears this, how about our listeners will be lifting you up in thank prayer. You. And uh, thanking the Lord for your work Mm. and asking God to continue to bless you as you are um, hands and feet of God to uh, to many people. Thank you for your ministry. We love you, you, Rick. (laughs) Great to be with you. (laughs) Thank you.